0: Everybody that's here in the room, say hi to those that might be here and watching us online, say hi. Hi. Just so you know that there is somebody here. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: um, We have been taking our time going through what we call our Ready Responder to Rescue uh, training uh, because we have an awesome assignment here in this region. And that is to equip and empower leaders for 21st century ministry, and 21st century ministry is turning out to be something completely different <laughs> from the way all of us grew up. Uh, you know, through the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and these first decade of the 20th 21st century, but now we're moving into uh, something. It's new, but but at the same time, it's it's old. And that is God is taking us back home, um, and placing us back in our homes, and having us deal with our homes, and and uh, and out, which makes it automatically issues of the heart. And so it's kind of taking a a retraining, a restructuring of our mindsets to deal with this, um, because it's uh, even though everything that we're teaching and talking about is biblically grounded and biblically based. We're finding that a lot of our training for now for leaders is not necessarily teaching them uh, how to go through the word of God with people. But first of all, just how to connect with people. (laughs) Um, I heard a great man say, people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. And so we're having to be trained in how to care for people. Uh, And we call this section, we're about to go into soul care. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there are some things that we feel like you really ought to understand about people in order to get into soul care. Uh, Before we came on live, go ahead.
1: (laughs) Not (laughs) not just to understand about the people that we minister to, but ourselves as well. That's right. Mm -hmm. We have to begin with what's in our own hearts, um, um, something that... uh, that I'm reminded of about what Pastor Madeline has said. There's a paradigm shift, um, mm-hmm. com- and there it, and that's what we are dealing with. We're dealing with <laughs> yeah. shifting people's paradigms yes, concerning uh, reaching out to people, having relationships with other people, beginning with what has been in your own family, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, because that's. Usually, the foundation upon which you build other relationships, yeah. what has happened in your own life. So, there is a shifting, there is a changing of your viewpoint, mm-hmm. um, not only in your mind, but in your heart.
0: Mm-hmm. I like yes, that. Lord. You better go here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness I'm impressed myself I'm sorry but excuse me while I'm while I to be impressed with my wife Wow <laughs> man oh man uh, I want to go to something that uh, for those of you that uh, uh, if you have this page I don't did I give you guys page five and six that talks about damaged goods? Before we do look at page 4, let's go to 5 and then we'll come back to 4. I want to read this because this kind of establishes the foundation for our discussion tonight. And tonight is really going to be a lot more of a discussion. Mm -hmm. But I like going through it. This is a blog that me and Carol put out um, a year or two ago um, that really helps us to understand where people are. Uh, I find that uh, unless you really understand foundationally where people are, it's very easy to be very judgmental, mm-hmm. to be impatient, mm-hmm. also to be fatalistic. You just kind of think that, man, people oh, that's just gonna, the way they are They're all that way, and they will always be that way, and don't even waste your time trying to help them, because they ain't going to change. <laughs> it's easy to write people off when you see how... How depraved sometimes mankind is, it can really get depressing. You just go, Lord, you know, we go back into, Lord Jesus, come and take us out of here. (laughs) (laughs) It's very easy to go there. So I want to read this. This is something, a blog that we wrote called uh, Damaged Goods. Uh, Did you ever stop to think that God works with mankind as is Think about that. When someone purchases a house, car, or furniture as is, that always means that they see something of value in spite of the obvious damage. Isn't that something? Yes. When God looks at human beings, he sees the, his greatest creation mm-hmm. that he loves more than we can imagine. He doesn't love us because we're good. He loves us because he sees his image in us That's right. and his image is good Amen. wow and i i make that statement on purpose because one of the philosophies that permeates america is the goodness of mankind you see it in movies sitcoms tv shows talk shows everything that constantly talks about the goodness of mankind. And when things go wrong, natural disasters and everything, then human beings rally. And in spite of their differences and problems, we rally together out of our goodness. And what I'm saying to you here is, no, the good that's there is the image of God. It's not our goodness. (laughs) Wow. That's what I'm talking about. He loves us because he sees his image in us and yeah. his image is good although it is marred and distorted because of our fallen nature. Because even when mankind in his own goodness does something there is a twist in there. Yeah, There's,
1: there's something in it for me. There's
0: something in it for me. Even if I don't take anything I still did it for me. Not just necessarily for the other person. And we've done some wonderful things. Philanthropists have done incredible things, millions of dollars helping poor and disenfranchised people. But with sometimes with ulterior motives like somebody's gonna know that I did it. Or you're going to do business with my see my mm-hmm. sales are gonna go mm-hmm. up good on will. my it business creates, side.
1: Creates goodwill.
0: Because right, it creates goodwill so that my business is gonna prosper because of the good things that I do in the community. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's not always out of just out of the kindness of my heart. Amen. <laughs> it's it's really going amazing. to affect my pocket. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Talking about that fallen nature. Mm-hmm. When we brought our life coaching foundational teaching to individuals and groups, or when we when we bring our life coaching foundational teaching to individuals and groups, we tell them that they were created in the image of God we do it everywhere we go we always tell people that they're created in the image of God we tell them that they were created to do more than just work pay bills and die those of you who have sat in our sessions you know that is exactly what we do Mm -hmm. Uh, we tell them that they have a purpose in life we tell them that each person has a part of God's dream locked within them. That's an amazing thing when you think about it. Amen. Each person has a part of God's dream locked yeah. within them. Mm-hmm. We tell them that each and every life was brought forth to make a contribution to the world. Mm-hmm. And as you remember from last week, we even said not only to make a contribution, but to actually be a contribution mm-hmm. to the world. Mm-hmm. Now, having said all of that, however, <laughs> we also let them know that every person is, needs to be connected with God in order to bring forth all of that potential. Mm -hmm. This divine connection is necessary because we all have a a propensity towards selfishness Mm -hmm. and Mm self-destruction. We want to discuss that belief that says people are basically good. That's what this article was written to challenge. philosophy that people are basically good. Mm -hmm. Uh, In America, that is probably one of the foundational themes under the thrust to unite our nation under a, I'll just say it, under a new government system. Mm -hmm. That people are basically good and so we need to set up a government that treats people. From that philosophical standpoint that everybody is basically good. Everybody's all right with God. That's the reason why we don't need to have different religious beliefs. We all really just, uh, uh, we all call the one God by different names. And he accepts all of us because we're all good. Mm -hmm. That's where we're headed. As a nation, that's where we're headed all over the planet. We're headed for a one world system, not just government, one religion, one government, one money system. And so this underlying thought that everybody's basically good is going to be, you watch it, going to be a driving force to get people to accept this. You're okay. You're already okay. You're good. That's why it doesn't matter what lifestyle you choose. Because it's all good. Jesus. It's all good. Yeah. Wow. There I go again. Challenging stuff. Maybe that's why I get my Facebook page got wiped out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: huh. Continue on. Continue on. All we have to do is watch the daily news reporting of people murdering other people. Hello. Simply because of their skin, Come on. their skin color, their religion, ethnicity, or nationality. All you got to do is look at the news. Mm-hmm. Look at how people are killing folks just based on these things alone. And we know that people are not basically good.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. That's right.
0: uh, They can have good intentions and they can have good potential. If we're honest with ourselves, we know that we daily fight our baser instincts of selfishness, self-centeredness, Dishonesty, greed, and the list goes on Now if we'll all be honest After we get through with the motivational speakers And the politicians And the politically correct preachers Telling us that we're all good We all know that when we're alone and by ourselves We have to fight our baser instincts Toward selfishness, self-centeredness And doing whatever I want to do
1: <laughs> And look at the headline.
0: <laughs> Watch the news. news. Yeah. Yes. And when you look at the news, what I, I call I call the clashes that we see happen between individuals, even if it's a car accident, even if it's accidental, um, I called it the collision of wills. Mm-hmm. Because even if, even if you can try to go forth with this thinking that we're all basically good, mankind is basically good, each and every person has a will. That's right. And when my will clashes with your will, right. yeah. we're not going to see good come forth. Right. No. Because what yeah. is good to me, because think about it, here's, mm-hmm. one of the philosoph- here's one of the main philosophical phrases that say it all the time. What's good for you might not be good for me. So you don't have the right to tell me what to do and how to live my life. Because what works for me may not work for you. And what works for you might not work for me. But what happens when what works for me clashes with what works for you? Mm. What happens when your will clashes with my will? What happens when, just use two little children in a room. We don't have to go nowhere deep. Put a ball on the floor, Mm. two little boys, two years old, collision of wills. And we will see basic human nature. (laughs) at work work. one ball two children what's going to happen so I always love to take it to the children's level and then we see where we really are the idea (laughs) the idea that we are imperfect human beings bothers those who don't want to look at themselves or their motives too closely Mm-hmm. They would prefer to think of themselves as decent human beings who always have pure motives. Mm-hmm. In his book, The Lies We Believe, Dr. Chris Thurman quotes a, a view held by noted humanistic psychologist Abram, Abraham Maslow. And this is what Maslow had to say. Check this statement out, guys. This inner nature, as much as we know of it so far, seems not to be intrinsically or primarily or necessarily evil, but rather neutral or positively good. Since this inner nature is good and neutral rather than bad, it is best to bring it out and encourage it rather than suppress it. If it is permitted to guide our life, we grow healthy, truthful, and happy. What? It's not bad. It's either neutral or good. Human nature. It's not bad, and you gotta understand. This is a noted humanist, humanistic psychologist, and this is where people are. This is why people struggle with the preaching of the gospel because it's the gospel starts with
1: there is good and evil.
0: There is good and evil. There is sin. I'm messed up. I need God. Mm -hmm. But if this philosophy, when this philosophy takes root in somebody's life, now can you see why they feel like I don't need God? Yes. Because ain't nothing bad. And that's psychotic. There ain't nothing bad. It's just, it's all about what's good or bad for me.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And since my basic human nature, is not bad or evil, it's either neutral or good, then why do you need God?
1: Because mm-hmm. that is not true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> evil is not neutral. A, a, a behavior is not neutral. A behavior is for, that's a, is, so. is a for, and there is an against. Yeah. There's an anti, and then there is a for. Yeah. So that's not neutral. That anti and that for are going to clash. They're going to clash, yeah.
0: I once saw a statement, uh, and I don't know, I I saw a statement on hopefully this kind of things that will help you as you're even working with family members. Because I can tell you now, with some of the things that you may be uh, struggling with with certain family members, whether it's children, nieces, nephews, sisters, brothers... This is why they're looking at you so strange when you talk about God. Because they've already, these beliefs are already embedded in them. Mm -hmm. That's what they're, even if they don't know how to put it, they don't know quite how to phrase it. But that's why they're looking at you so funny. It's in our education system. It's in the education system. It's in TV, movies. It's in everything. And so when we start talking about sin and evil and right and wrong, they're looking at you going, where you been? That's old-fashioned. Right and wrong. There is no right and wrong. There's just what's right or wrong for me. Yeah. And so how dare you push off on me your beliefs in right and wrong when all there is is what's right and wrong for each individual Don't you love getting into the all? Oh, wow. Yeah. Talk about damaged goods. Now you know why I called it damaged goods. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I've, I'm getting into this, and I don't usually go into this at such a level uh, when we're teaching this class. Hi, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't usually go into this depth or level, but I'm going into it at this level with you guys because... This is what you have to understand what's going on at subconscious levels in people. Mm-hmm. That's why they're rejecting a lot of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Because it's embedded in them now that there is no right and wrong. It's just what's right or wrong for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Woo. Yeah.
0: We'll keep going. We're like, How do you get past all of this? Dr. Thurman, which uh, we love. Uh, this this man, we were f- first exposed to him about 15 years ago when we went through American Association of Christian Counseling course on uh, caring for people God's way. Yeah. Um, Dr. Thurman goes on to say, he said, it always annoys me when people who have no children come up with these theories <laughs> that they have never put into practice in their own lives first. Before making them public to be put into practice because what happens is people, uh, it always bothers me when, when philosophers make these statements and release them and they come out as great quotes in movies and, and shows and talk shows, they make for good slogans. Uh, you know, for your organization. And they people, tickle the ear. They tickle the ear, and then people, they are actually, you know, you can even make money off of it. You can raise funds. You can, you know, you can do all kinds of things with these phrases and with these slogans and with these beliefs. But as Dr. Thurman is pointing out, we all know that when we apply this in real life, like just, first of all, just just between a husband and wife, uh, that ain't going to work. That is
1: not going to work.
0: What's right for me may not be right for you. And so what's right for you may not be right for me. So we're just going to kind of just do well, our thing. thing. Our own separate thing. Mm-hmm. That ain't. See what I mean? Now it sounds okay when you just you know put it in, in a song what might be right for you might not be right for me and it sounds so good in a commercial and i'm like yeah then, no 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 let's put that in let's let's put that, live between that a out husband practically and wife. yeah put that between a sister and brother in the same household mm. no put that between a boss and an employee no. employee oh. says well i would do what you telling me but that don't doesn't feel for right me. for me that's what we're dealing with Remember, you guys have been saying this new generation of young people coming onto the jobs. Mm-hmm. Now, can you see why we said this is so embedded in them? Because they go, "Well, I, it's really I, I feel uncomfortable doing the job the way you're asking me to because that's that that don't feel right for me." Mm-hmm.
1: And like, I don't think that ex, way.
0: Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But see what I mean? It's so embedded in them. It's so embedded in them that they feel like they don't see nothing wrong with coming onto the job and telling the employer how to run his business. How you supposed to treat me? And how you have to adjust the policies
1: for me? For me?
0: And so if we've got a staff of 25 people, the poor boss is supposed to adjust to all 25. Mm-hmm. That's what we have bred in America today. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, well, I'm going to say unfortunately, this is our challenge mm-hmm. as ready responders. It is, Because yes. that's what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Let me continue. We'll agree with Dr. Thurman. Isn't this good, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this perspective of human nature uh, can't be true in light of human history. Mm. Then the perspective of you know, uh, uh, we're basically good. Right. If humans are the saintly creatures some would like for us to believe, then we wouldn't have experienced all of the horrors of human-on-human human crimes. Mm. Our history has shown the murderous heart of mankind the greed hatred subjugation of the helpless and the subsequent establishment of systems that have been put in place and made to be self-perpetuating what do i mean we put the systems in place to keep people subjugated and then made it self-perpetuating so that generations later it's still going it's still going on strong even When nobody can even recognize it. Mm
1: -hmm. Even with the originators. The originators long
0: gone past. Mm -hmm. But the same system still going on. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now you mix that in. Just mix that in. You've got. The systems of sin. In place all over the world. Every culture. Every ethnic group. Every nationality. With. But it's covered over by it's all good. Now while you saying what's right for you, you know, might not be right for me and what's good for you might not be good for me, then you've got the 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 ones at the bottom of the totem pole who ain't none of this right for them. None of this is right for them. But they don't have a voice. They have no say so. They have nothing. And that's one of the biggest things about this lie of the intrinsic good nature of human beings is that the same ones who are saying it's all good are totally ignoring the stuff that they're looking at. They're looking at it every day. The subjugation of people they are looking at crime and hatred and all kinds of stuff and they refuse to acknowledge what they are looking at. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Bless the Lord. Yes, yes. They, they do this in order to keep various people groups in prison and various forms of slavery all over the world. Now, if you if humanity was basically good, this could never have happened. Uh, we would be able to live peacefully. <laughs> Just think about it. If, if, if humanity was really good, we would be able to live peacefully with any people group yes. without any malice or wanting to be in control of others we would actually be able to enjoy the diversity of others instead of being insecure and threatened by it. Wow. And that was just page one. Okay, let me, <laughs> let me keep it going. Humanity is usually not as selfless as we would like to think, Dr. Thurman says. We tend to be more self-destructive than healthy in our lifestyles. Just think about it, just on a basic
1: everyday everyday
0: basic we tend to be more self destructive than healthy in our lifestyles and dense and more, and more discontented than happy with what we have mm-hmm. we're not we're not only out of shape physically but emotionally and spiritually as well if we were basically good people we would be physically fit emotionally whole and spiritually strong boy he just got me on all those didn't he <laughs> Yes, Dr. Thurman. Yes, doctor. <laughs> From this self-centered perspective, mankind wants to decide what is good and what is bad. Wow. And that is what the original sin was about in yes. the first place. Yes. That's what all of that was about between, between the woman and the serpent. And then when the man came on the scene and he disobeyed too. It all comes down to this self-centered perspective. Mankind wants to decide what is good and what is bad. Mm
1: -hmm. It hasn't changed.
0: It hasn't changed. The serpent asked the woman, did God say that if you eat of this tree that you're going to die? She said, yes, that's what God says. Serpent says, no, you ain't going to die. In fact, what's really going on here is there's some stuff that you don't know. And God is trying to hide it
1: from you keep it from
0: God didn't tell you how all of this works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Notice that it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. So what was on the line was this. Same thing that's on the line today. You and I decide what is good and evil to me. Mm -hmm. Same philosophy. It's still the same. It's just packaged differently That's here in the all. 21st century. It all. looks great in a movie. In other words, it's still the serpent doing the same thing. He's saying, look at this tree. Don't it look good? Mm-hmm. So we got the same thing. So we put it in nice movies and in slamming music. We put it in ballets and it's in plays. It's in commercials. It's just, And it looks good. And he says, take, eat. What? Take and partake of, of what's good and evil, and you decide what's going to work best for you. You don't need God setting the parameters. God deciding what's good and evil, and you never get a chance to test it out for yourself. Isn't that some of the things that we, sometimes you may have even said it in your own life, or if you have siblings that said it, or you got children that have said it like all right all right that's all good and fine for you to tell me about all the warnings about how life gonna be and all that but I got to find out for myself mm-hmm. do how you many re- times do that you remember happened? the do you remember having how many times? do you remember sometimes having this thought how do I know if really God is real how do we know which God is real how do we know that Jesus really is God or You know, what gives us the right to say that our God is the true true God God. when there's hundreds of religions and all kinds of beliefs. So the only way I could really know is if I explore all of them, and then if I explore all of them, then I could decide which one which one is really real. Now the problem is you only got one lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. You only got one lifetime to decide. But what am I getting at? It's the same way that the enemy approached mankind from the very beginning. You don't have to just go from what God said. You can find out for yourself. Wow. Wow. Why am I doing this? Why am I sharing all of this? Because God has called us to be ready responders to rescue. And one of the key things for us is to really embrace and understand the mindset of the generation that we are dealing with. Because if we don't, we'll stand there and try to have a philosophical argument with them. That we're not going to win. Because they're stuck on... The only way I can know is if I experience it. Mm -hmm. I must experience good and evil for myself to determine what is good and bad for me. I don't need an external force, being, whatever y'all call it, him, her, she, whatever. (laughs) I don't need nothing outside of me making that determination. I must find out for myself. Wow. Mm -hmm. Now you can see why the Lord is, one of the things that he is helping us to really uh, come to understand is that it takes the Spirit of God to convince a person.
1: That is what the Holy Spirit does. Not
0: our words. Not our trying to convince them. Certainly not arguing with them. We're not getting anywhere trying to argue with them because they are locked into and stuck in the same argument that took mankind down from the beginning, yeah. Yeah. and they thinking they're getting something new. This is new. This is new age. This is the new thing. I'm like, no, this is yeah, the same. Is nothing. This new. is the same old argument. The same old lie. Repackaged. Just repackaged for thousands of years. And so, our understanding of this will place us in a much better position to be wise in our winning souls. The Bible says, "He that winneth souls." Is wise, wise. Amen. and this is part of the wisdom that we need as ready responders in winning people. Thank that you, way, we don't get into an argument or a fight right. over something that right. is thousands of years old. Right. Right. <laughs> thank thank Come on, thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank, thank you, Lord. Lord. Wow, Lord, that's why you said start here with damaged goods. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let me go on to the next paragraph. Where am I at now? Now that is not. Now yeah, that's, that's not, not to as say as that humanity has no value. I had to get yeah, get it back on track. That's not to say that humanity has no value and, and and is without any redeeming qualities. In fact, we know that mankind was created in the very image of God. According to the teachings of the Way, which you would you know we always use that phrase because it was called the Way before it was known as Christianity. Mankind was so important to God. That he sacrificed his best to reconcile mankind back to himself. Isn't that amazing? That God's response to man going his own way was to come and reconcile man back to himself. He didn't argue with them. One thing that uh, uh, I'm learning this about the Holy Spirit a lot more Uh, he is so calm he is so settled he's not rattled or frustrated or flustered with me or people he's just so I don't know a better word he's just so settled it's like the person who already knows uh, that no matter how much you argue with me I'm right and I'm going to be right and I don't have to fight you Because I'm right. (laughs) And I think that this this will help us even in our dealing with people. In other words, you would not stand there and argue with a two-year-old. I hope not. (laughs) But you would understand that this is where their little mindset is. This is all they can understand for now. And I'll just give you what you can handle for now, but as you get older and mature, mm-hmm. uh, the, the little seeds that I'm dropping now, you will come into it. That's how the Holy Spirit is with us, because he knows we, you ain't got a clue. Right. You ain't no clue as to what you were. You were just so sure. I remember, two-year-olds, they're so sure. They just know. They just know everything. Okay. <laughs> and you just nod your head, yeah, okay, oh. baby. Oh, okay, baby. you oh, going to lie. Okay, it's okay. And you play with them, and. man. And I think it's sometimes, even though we're looking at adults, you know, grown folks who are rebellious and opinionated and they're atheists and they're agnostic and there are all kinds of beliefs and, and philosophies for their lives. Facebook is social media, not just Facebook, but Twitter, all the social media uh, forms. They're just filled with people who are so sure in their opinions about things that they don't know nothing about.
1: <laughs> Have had
0: no experience
1: in. Yes. Amen.
0: They are just so sure yes. in their opinions about stuff that they don't they don't know what they're talking about. And then when somebody who may be an expertise in that area when they join the conversation, then Dennis. then people just ignore them. They just they will they will post clear Plain explanations, concise, concise yeah. and people just go, just ignore it. Go right on with their argument as if though that person didn't say yeah, anything. Right. Exactly. Why? Because they're not on there. They're, to listen. they're not there to listen. Yes. Not only in social media, but in everyday life, a lot of people are not in listening mode. No. They pause just to wait for you to get finished, yes. so that I can continue with what I was saying. Same. <laughs> That's and again, us understanding that as ready responders, we can save ourselves a lot of frustration uh, by being in battles with people who they're not there for answers.
1: Again, I think it helps too to ha- having been a parent and and yeah. having raised children um, because you learn. To trust the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He's the one who who brings people. Brings you to the truth. He knows what situations to bring into your life. To bring you to the place where you can recognize
0: the truth. The truth. So. Yeah we had to do that a lot with the boys. Yeah. Um, We didn't have any girls um, by natural birth. But we had teenage girls in our lives. And. And we learn very quickly, especially in the teenage years, which are, you know, the some of the most rebellious years and confusing years for young people. I won't just call it rebellion. Some of the most one of the most confusing time in young people's lives is the teenage years. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really can't uh, deal with them to try to win fights and arguments and battles. No. And I bring this up because most of what we're dealing with in many people that we're trying to reach, mm-hmm. they're like in that teenage stage. Or they have resolved at. issues yeah. from that time yeah. of life. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. nothing, yeah. It's still, so they're still mentally, Did, emotionally there.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: In a confused mm-hmm. state yeah. and not really sure, but sounding like you're sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. And really in fear. Yes. Most trying to hold a position, yeah. trying to figure things out, and at the same time, don't want nobody telling me what to do. What to do. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's a bad combination, oh especially when God. you say that last phrase. After all of that, and I don't want nobody to tell me what to do. <laughs> 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 Makes it hard to rescue somebody that don't want to be rescued, mm-hmm. even though they are drowning. Yes, But I don't think I'm drowning. Right. Because I'm doing what I want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I'm doing what I want to do, and mm-hmm. even though it's not working, sometimes it's not working and it's harmful. I'm struggling to me. and it's harmful. I'm doing what I want to do, mm-hmm. and that is the bottom line. Mm-hmm. I don't care that it's failing. It's what I want to do, mm-hmm. and so as ready responders, uh, one of the things that you're well, really as parents, like yeah. we're just talking about dealing with. Uh, our own teen, our kids, when they were teenagers, we were youth pastors, so we had teenagers around us all the time, and we had to learn the lesson of uh, how to how to make a statement and then just leave it. Don't keep repeating it over and over and over for effect. Just make the point and back off of it and leave it. Let this person wrestle with it, work with it, ignore it, walk away from it, come back to it. Uh, Because that's just how it is when you give someone a principle of the word of God. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Not just our opinion. And that's a big thing too. We must learn the difference between uh, challenging someone with our opinion versus challenging them with a true interpretation of the word of God. What God meant. By that principle, by what he said, Mm -hmm. we also had to learn the difference between our own personal preferences with our children versus something that was really wrong. That was huge. That was a major one. We had to learn that one with each other first to quit.
1: True.
0: I had to not deal with Carol just based upon something I didn't like. There's a difference between something that I don't like and something that's wrong. And many couples mess up there first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You start nitpicking about things you don't like. There's nothing wrong with what your wife or your husband is doing, you just don't like it. And you step into dangerous territory when you start trying to control another person based upon your personal preference. That's control, that's Mm -hmm. manipulation. Now, if she's doing and saying something that's harmful, I won't just say wrong, harmful to her, harmful to our relationship, yeah, bring that up. Mm-hmm. But that's a foundational yes. one yes. for us yes. in order to be good, ready responders yes. in the world today. Yes. Because a lot of things that we will approach people with There's are preference. just personal preference. It's personal preference. It's not that they're doing something wrong. It's just they're doing something that I wouldn't do it that way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we challenge them with scripture about something that we just don't like. Mm -hmm. And that's why people feel uh, so angry with the church and with God. Because we've attached scripture to our personal preferences and taught it as truth. Rather than just admitting Well it's no I good. just didn't like that, mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Why are you chewing with your mouth all open Making all kind of noise when you chew That's irritating to me because, see, The Bible said do things decently And in order see, Don't attach no scripture to that Just just say I don't like you Smacking Could you,
1: could you close your mouth when you chew
0: <laughs> But when you push off personal preference As a spiritual truth <laughs> Now you see why people are so upset? Right. Yes. And we do it with our children. We do it with our spouses. Mm-hmm. We do it with our siblings. Family, other family uh, We members, do it with yeah. other family members, aunts, uncles, cousins. <laughs> Those we work with. Uh, and you do it with co-workers. Okay. And that's why you end up with uh, with the things of God literally becoming a joke. Mm-hmm. Because we don't discern the difference between personal preference mm-hmm. and something that's actually harmful yeah. something that's actually wrong and I and I and I, 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 I intentionally say it harmful yeah. um, I bring up uh, Carol used to be quite a procrastinator
1: big, big. Mm-hmm. huge
0: so bringing that up fear based on fear you know you need to go ahead and make the phone call you you keep doing this that's not just personal preference
1: Mm -hmm. That's
0: something that's going to be harmful to her To be a procrastinator Mm -hmm. And many husbands not understanding that Nick picked their wives over all the stuff that she does That he just don't like Mm -hmm. So when you actually get to something that's harmful She can't hear it all offended. I can't hear Twirls the harmful because you've right. nitpick me because you yeah. don't like it when I wear this. You don't like it when I dress this. I you don't like when I say this. You don't like it. And do. so then when he actually brings up something that's really harmful, yeah. she can't hear that. Right. And right. it's the same thing with our children, same thing with our co workers. Yeah. Uh, it's where many, many pastors from their pulpits have destroyed yeah. the credibility of their word. They got up Amen. and preached personal preferences across the pulpit. And then when they finally did preach something that was a principle of the Word of God, it had very little effect, because you didn't beat us over the head. You offended yes. your
1: congregation, yeah. Because <laughs> you
0: was mad, cause the offering wasn't good. That's true. The offering wasn't good last week, so now you didn't done, done a whole forty-five minute message about tithes and offering and being faithful. Because the pastor often was low last Friday. So that when something actually serious does come up that the congregation needs to deal with. For instance, okay, where uh, you, you know you're halfway uh, come and when you do come, you got a bad attitude and so I can't even they can't even hear it when you start talking about, Your disposition when you walk into the house of the Lord, Mm -hmm. that you're not coming in with thanksgiving in your heart, with an intention to praise and worship God. You're not Mm -hmm. coming in with an expectancy to hear from God. See, that's harmful. Mm -hmm. But even by the time he starts talking like that, I can't hear that. Only thing I can hear now is you just want me to get Mm -hmm. you just want me to get here to get your offering here. Mm -hmm. So, you're bringing up my attitude when I come to church and be expectant when the whole bottom line is you just want me here to give you money. See, I can't hear it. <laughs> See what I mean? And that's what happens. That's, that's what happens. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Think of it this way God purchased damaged goods. In our early years of marriage, I was so disappointed. Well, I'll let you read that. Go ahead.
1: In our early years of marriage, I was so disappointed with myself because of my own selfish tendencies. I knew that I had to fight those tendencies in order to have a healthy marriage. It was a part of my growing in my thinking from me to we and becoming one with my husband. Um, And that it, it was disappointing to find out how selfish I was as a person. And it's hard sometimes to look at yourself um, in a relationship. It is because you don't you want to be this wonderful person, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> but to find these tendencies in you, uh, let's not look at that. Let's let's look at the other person and how and how they don't meet up to my expectations, rather than dealing with where what's really in my heart. Um, yes. Yeah, that that, those things are dangerous (laughs) and we need to deal
0: with it. We do, we have to. (laughs) Uh, Most of us have a desire to be better than we are, and we strive to be so. Uh, To believe that we are all intrinsically good is just just not true. true. Uh, We have to see ourselves for who we really are and look at our responses to daily life and tell ourselves the truth.
1: Tell yourself the tell truth. Tell
0: yourself the truth.
1: That's a huge one.
0: Tell yourself the truth. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, refusing to recognize our own shortcomings and horrible potential for adultery, uncleanliness, lewdness, hatred, contentions, jealous jealousies, mm-hmm. outbursts of wrath, selfish mm-hmm. ambitions, ambitions, dissensions, envy, murders, out of control drunkenness. Revelries and the like is a sign of pride, and of course, that list comes straight out of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't just randomly pick that list, <laughs> but to refuse to recognize that that's in us—it's yeah. yeah. in us. Uh, if people were basically God good, uh, God wouldn't have needed to send His best to heal us. Now think about that. Mm-hmm. If people were basically good. God wouldn't have needed to send his best to heal us from within. In Isaiah 53, 6, it says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity iniquity of us all. Uh, Iniquity is a weakness toward a particular sin or a harmful habit. I always like to take the time to Explain. explain that word iniquity. Iniquity is a weakness Toward a particular sin. A weakness toward a harmful habit. Mm-hmm. For example, any kind of addiction is an iniquity. Now look at this broader, this even broader meaning of the word iniquity. iniquity. However, iniquity has an even deeper meaning. Iniquity is more than just wrong acts and deeds. And I share this because most of us in our church upbringing and church teaching have been only taught about. Iniquity as being sinful acts, Mm -hmm. sinful deeds. Mm -hmm. Now look at this. Look at the deeper foundational meaning of iniquity. The deeper meaning of iniquity is lawlessness. Mm -hmm. It is a mindset that there are no rules. And it is the belief that we can do whatever we want to do Mm -hmm. because there is no right or wrong. Going all the way back to the garden. There is no right or wrong. I can do whatever I want to do. That's what iniquity is. It's lawlessness. It doesn't just mean I do, I go against the law. Right. It means I make up my own rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that amazing? I am a law unto myself. I'm a law unto myself. Right. So when the Bible says he has laid upon him the iniquities. Of us all, all of our lawlessness, all of mankind's I do whatever I want to do was laid on Jesus. Woo! That's why we say that man is not basically good. The truth says that man is basically lawless. Hmm. That's what it is. Yes. We're lawless. We do whatever we want. <laughs> and that's not good. Uh, the way to see the divine image come forth in a human being is for that person to come into relationship with God and we know this will make us citizens of the kingdom of God which means God is ruling in one's heart and that's where the law really is established, the law of Christ Mm -hmm. the law of love because it's the love of God, Paul said that constrains constrains so it's so now there's a new law operating within me That when I would do this Do whatever I want to do mm-hmm. Out of my love for God See that's why a husband Some husband has to be, Husband need to be saved
1: Amen. I know
0: wives too But I'm, I'll let her tell it from her standpoint <laughs> Husband must be saved Because only the love of God Constrains me When the other woman comes We're in a fight. Not trying to be crass. She ain't giving me none. (laughs) So the love of God. The love of God. You say, yeah, and I know the thought is, well, shouldn't he love his wife enough to not do that? When Joseph was tempted by uh, Uh, Potiphar's Potiphar's wife, wife, Joseph's answer was, I can't do this to God. God." That's right. That's what first and foremost must restrain a man. My love for God. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Because I love God, I can't do this to God's daughter. Mm -hmm. Because before she was my wife, Mm -hmm. I love sharing this with men. Before she was my wife, she was already his daughter. And she Amen. still is. Amen. And he will let me know at any time Amen. that's still my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time I brought the reality to our sons. <laughs> I, they was, I forgot who, which one of them was. They was hollering at their mama. I said, hey, that's my wife you talking to.
1: What oh, stopped them in their tracks. <laughs> Why?
0: Because she would, before she was your mother, She was my wife, and she still is. So that's how God has to do a man. Hey, that's my daughter you talking to. That's my daughter you about to trip up on. And that puts what we need, the fear of God,
1: <laughs>
0: respect for God into us. So it's the love of God that constrains us. Wow. Come on, bless the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Wow. We always end up on marriage and family somehow away, don't we? Uh, thank you, Lord. So, the way to see that divine nature come forth, I already read that. Uh, God's uh, love ruling in one's heart. We must develop a lifestyle of walking in a new spirit. This new lifestyle will exemplify the fruits of that new spirit, which are, and we know them, love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness. And there's that word. Self-control.
1: self-control. Ooh, they hate that word. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, in light of all that I've shared and talked about, with about lawlessness and iniquity and doing whatever we want, now can you see the value of the fruit of the spirit yeah. of self-control. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. This is the release of the full potential that God created and sees inside of us. So we don't tell our clients that they are already good. We tell them that they're already loved and valued and extremely important to God. And I share this with you because we believe this will be the type of language you'll need to use in this world today yes. when dealing with people because we can't argue with them mm-hmm. on this yes. philosophical and plus they're already lawless yeah, they're so not. they can't hear it. Yeah. But these are basic
1: necessities for people the, uh, the reason why they are lawless is because they're trying to fill. A hole. They're trying to fill a vacuum that's yeah. in them. They are looking for love. They're yeah. looking to be valued. To value. They're looking to feel important. Yeah. So when we tell them that God sees them that way, it gets their attention. Yeah. It it disrupts yeah. the lies uh, that that have been told to them. Yeah. Yes. And it, it they're, they're okay. So all right, what what else do you have? to
0: Because they think we're going to come at them yeah. about their lawlessness. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's yes. what the church has done. Yes. We
0: keep coming dealing with their lawlessness. Instead of approaching them, said, no, you know why God sees you? He already loves you. God didn't approach us that way to bring us into a in relationship right. with Him. He didn't tell us
1: how dirty we were.
0: Because <laughs> we already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I already know that. But this is the type of language, and we watched it when we were... Uh, when we first started out at CareerLink. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Walking to a room full of people who had lost I'm their really jobs, depressed. fighting for dignity yes, and trying to get their self-esteem back. People who had had good jobs, and y'all know what I mean. When you've been on a good job 15, 20 years, been able to take care of your family, pay your bills, even fulfill some of your dreams and everything, and now here you are in an unemployment center amongst a bunch of people that really don't care. It's just their job. They're supposed to tell you to fill out your resume and do this paperwork and give us a report of how many job interviews you had this week, and Mm -hmm. you're feeling like like nothing. And then in the midst of that, in comes a couple of people, this couple from St. Louis, wherever that is, and they say to you you have value you are important God created you for more and we watch people begin to cry because we didn't come in with a message to deal with the, you know you, you really need to change your attitude when you go on this job <laughs> don't nobody want to hear about all the stuff you've been through when you go on no job interview, see that wasn't gonna help them. What was gonna help them is like you were born to do more than just work and pay bills and then die. And by the way, all those years that you had on that job before, it's really has prepared you. That's value. Ne- that's value. It's prepared you for the next phase of your life. So instead of being mad at the people who fired you or let you go. Come on through the transition and get ready for your next season of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people, because we're dealing with them on this level of being loved, valued, and extremely important. And I'm sharing that with you because I guarantee you with Mm -hmm. every, especially the strong-willed family members and friends, the ones who you probably... You cringe every time they come. You're like, Oh Lord, what, are we, gonna have to, go. what are we gonna have to deal with this week? They finally <laughs> decided to come to church. They finally decided to come to the home group, and I already know that they coming for a fight. They coming to, the... but then you start telling them, you know what? And let the Holy Spirit give you the words. Right. You don't have to try to follow no script like this. Yes. But let Him give you the words. You know what? You you're very valuable to God. Yes. You were born to make a contribution to this world. In fact, your very life is a contribution.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's not just giving them, like some people call this, the positive, the positivity message of the mm-hmm. gospel, and you never really get to the sin. No, you'll be able to get to the sin. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, they already know it's there.
0: You'll, you'll be able to get to the sin mm-hmm. because when you start talking about the value and the work, that a human being has to God. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like this. Isaiah said. In the year that King Uzziah died. I. He was in the temple. Yes. Just in the presence yes, of God. Yes. yes, yes.
1: Amen.
0: Just, Amen. just in the presence. And he said. And I became aware. Yeah. That I am. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm a man of unclean Clean lips. lips. Yeah. And I dwell with people.
1: Yeah. with
0: Unclean yeah. lips. Yeah. I became aware. <laughs> and so them just being in your presence, and not your presence, but the Holy Spirit is present. He brings his conviction to them. But because your words were not condemnation words, your words were con- your words become convicting words. Condemnation says, here's all the things that are wrong in your life, and we're going to tear all that down and destroy it. Conviction says, Here's all the things that are wrong in your life, and God's going to come and rebuild you. Yes, right. Bless the Lord. Lord. That's the difference. Thank come amen. on, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord. So, Lord, we just thank you. I'll just stop there tonight. I want to get your comments, and we have some conversation uh, off of this. Lord, we just thank you for this word. You just talked about damaged goods and yes. giving us a, a much better perspective of how to see people and how to begin to minister your love God it is a it's a tough job to try to communicate with people today but Lord nothing is impossible with you and nothing is new under the sun so Jesus we know you dealt with the same thing while you were here in the flesh Holy Spirit you have been dealing with the same things for all of the for the 2,000 years that have gone by uh, since you came on the day of Pentecost. So, Lord, now here in our time and in our season, we say, Holy Spirit, break forth in us. Thank you, Lord. We're here. We're open to receive your word spoken through us, your strategy, and even greater we want your presence. Yes. We want your presence to be so strong yes. 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 that people are convicted by you, not us. That there's so much light that comes forth that, and, and, and so much power that comes forth that they are like Isaiah. They just get convicted in your presence. Yes. Thank you, Lord God. And that there will be a a uh, conviction that leads to actual repentance. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Lord. Let there be a godly sorrow yes. that leads to repentance. Yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Not just a temporary emotional flash right. where they feel sorry for the moment, but God, that there will be a godly sorrow yes. that leads to repentance, life-changing. life-changing repentance. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Amen.